up? Uh, we're back again tonight here in another episode of our Live Life by Design podcast. Uh, today we have a very special guest, uh, another young mind with a lot of power into entrepreneurship and a visionary into uh, a wealth of uh, of a career that he's trying to develop here, right? We're going to get right, right to him here, you know, tonight, team, small but mighty. Small but mighty. Tiny but mighty. That's it. Now you're right? describing me. <laughs> <laughs> right out here to, oh, ladies first. Oh, there you go. Go ahead, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> what's up, Danny? Hey, what's up, guys? Good night. Night. Uh, How you doing fun. today? Yeah, pretty good. Enjoying the beautiful weather one more time. Yeah. Glad to be here. Yep. Nice. Hot again in Palm Springs. That's a heck. Really? It's changing. <laughs> Getting towards the it end is, of summer, it right? Is. Yeah. That's it. What's up, Steve? What's happening? What's happening? How's How everybody doing? doing out there? Good, man. Good, good, good. Anything new? You know, just uh, work, 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 man. Got a couple of things in the pipeline and a couple of deals that will hopefully close. One should be closing Friday, so I'm excited about there that. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's, let's cross your fingers and... Hopefully it happens, right? That's it. The name of the game. The business is uh, no leads, no no checks. That's no deal. Check. Absolutely <laughs> right. That's what we were just talking about before before we even came on the air. Dan Allen and I were talking about mobile homes and uh, looking at a couple of parks to go hit up, right? And I'm like, well, you know, let's just go. I'm going to send out some more postcards over there, and then we'll go hit up those doors after. Keep doing you know? it, man. Keep doing it. That's Can't that's stop. what we have to do. You know, in this business, it's interesting how I, I see a lot of uh, investors uh, hit success and get up there, and then they think they have to stop the 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 lead generation no, no never or well, if they want to get out yeah yeah i mean it sucks no for them yeah i think right but you know what if they get our prospecting book they'll learn that they should never stop prospecting <laughs> absolutely absolutely well let, let's get let's get going man let's get going i'm i'm eager to uh hear from our guest tonight uh danny you want to tell us a little bit about him well this guy is 18 He's a young entrepreneur. He's a student at Martin Luther King High School. He high wants school. high school. Look right at on. that. Look at that mind. He wants to develop a deeper knowledge in real estate and he wants to share about finance and personal experience. He is in multiple clubs in his high school and have his own podcast named wow. Money Mindfulness. Wow. I love right that name. Nice. He just have the heart to help others and have working with people. Uh, he enjoy the feeling of relief and accomplishment from doing that. His name is Zach Ramirez. How are you doing, Zach? All right. Isaac. Isaac, Isaac Ramirez. Zach. It's <laughs> yeah. Portuguese accent. See? There you go. Oh, there you You're go. You're just yeah. talking spice about. Spice. Yeah, spice. there you go. There so you she, go. She, we, we give her a little grace here and there. Just you know? a little. Yeah. Just a little. <laughs> hey, you like it. You like it. Yeah, I think you did like it, right? That's <laughs> yeah. your new name then, Zach. We're just going to yeah, call you Zach. That's my new nickname now. Right yeah. on, man. All right. Well, uh, couples, you got yeah. anything over yeah, there? Yeah, so or? definitely. So, so. As you guys know, on the Live Life by Design podcast, we always uh, take our our guest's favorite quote and, and read that to him and kind of dissect it a little bit. So here we go. It's not about how much you make. It's about how much you keep by Robert Kiyosaki. That's key. That is. Well, that's that's what we, you know, as uh, as entrepreneurs, that's, that's the name of the game at yeah. the end of the day, right? I, 
you know, I, I try to tell people this all the time. You earn a hundred thousand dollars salary in, 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 on your W two. And if I earn a hundred thousand dollars salary as an entrepreneur, who's going to walk away with more money at the end of the day? Yeah. Uncle Sam. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> Maybe <in>. not. <laughs> but you're right. Yeah. But, but the W two guys automatically taxed a hundred percent, right? Where we can write off expenses and things of that sort and tie that to the business. Yeah. Right. And probably keep a little more money at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, you know, for me that, that uh, quote resonates. I came across that quote a good uh, eight years ago, I'm going to say, mm-hmm. uh, maybe nine. And the day, I'm not kidding you, man. The day I came across that quote, um, my mind just went, like I went numb for a little bit. You know, and I'm not kidding you because I had to restructure my business just off of that. I was going to say stupid quote, but it's not stupid by no means. No. But I'm pissed now, you know. But <laughs> no, by that quote, I had to restructure the basis of my business because I didn't know that it wasn't about how much you make, right? It was, or how much you retain. In my mind, it was how much can I make this year? Right. I think, uh, I'm not going to say the number, but my first my, my first big year Huge year. Um, I was 21, and my CPA said, uh, well, you know, congratulations. You made so much this year. And I, I said, really? Well, what do I do now? She said, well, double down. And I'm like, oh, okay, crap. And that's what I did. I, I felt like I did nothing that year to create that that uh, amount of money. Um, and it was w- well over a million, Right. And uh, I had to double down uh, on my efforts, which almost felt like nothing again. Nice. And I, I, I did 3X on that amount. Damn. But my mind was, oh, let me make more. But it was never, let me retain more. Right. And then when I came across that quote, I was like, what an idiot. But it was my learning curve. <laughs> Big time, right? But you know what? There's the thing. That's part of, in one way, and I always, always remember this, guys. This is something that I, I was taught a long time ago. Whether you, you go to school or you don't, you're always going to pay some sort of tuition. Yeah, right? 100%. From a lesson learned. One yeah. way or another, you're always, always, always going to pay tuition. That's, that's what I call it anyway. Yeah. But sometimes it's a lesson that costs you that you had to learn. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm, I'm grateful I came across the quote. I picked that up from my um, tax attorney, and... I mean, it just amplified what business and entrepreneurship is in overall, which is, Big time. You, you know, the 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 tricks and the ability to retain more of what you create. You yes, know, sir. But you know, without further ado, let's let's go ahead and, and uh, bring uh, our guest and Isaac. Uh, why don't you expand on that quote? Why is that so dear to you? Why that quote? So the reason because of that, uh, why I like that quote so much is because I've seen a lot of people, uh, let's say, like you said, you make 100000 on your W-2, right? And they live paycheck to paycheck. I've seen people make 50000 and they live perfectly comfortable. They live fine. They can go enjoy themselves. They go on trips. They enjoy time with their family. But like I said, this 100, uh, 100K person is living paycheck to paycheck and is struggling they are struggling to make credit card payments, pay off their condo or mortgage. They're stressing all the time about how they're going to make the next payment. And to me, that's just not the life I want. I want I want freedom. I don't want to be struggling uh, and worried about, well, where's, where's my money? You know, I need to pay this off. 
you know, I don't want to be, I want that feeling of being in a jail cell. Yeah. 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 And, and that's key, dude. I mean, you're, you're kind of hitting the, you're finding that, uh, finding you're finding that that having that freedom at an early age is very important right i mean yeah. that, now that you're like are understanding it because me at your age man i wasn't even thinking about that you know i was thinking about how much money am i going to earn when i get out of school right <laughs> what kind of job am i going to get yeah. it wasn't even about entrepreneurship or even thinking about how much money can i retain based on whatever i was on the same uh, uh boat as as we here it was how much can i make yeah. yeah. So the fact that you're even thinking about that at, at such a young age, hats off to you, dude. That's badass. Thank I mean, you. I think, you know, <laughs> you said something that that uh, I was going to take it as a joke. But you said, you know, at that age, you were you were thinking of how how much you wanted to make when you got out of school. Yeah. At that age, I was thinking, what do I have to do to stay out of school? <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh my God. Don't don't say that too loud because my son might run with that. Man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my God, Daddy, what's your thought? Oh no, I just um, I enjoy having young people here. Yeah, I mean this absolutely. mindset and his coat. I love the coat and has everything to do because he. Uh, for what I read on his bio here, he's involved. Was Very involved. Financial. So he was talking right before about credit cards and, you know, mortgage. And I was just like, wow, that is pretty cool. So That is cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, getting a, a financial education, it's something that I believe everyone, every teenager should have on their lives. Right. I was totally uneducated when I was a teenager. I was already having my business, mm -hmm. but I was running just like crazy. Mm -hmm. But I had no clue how to retain the money just right. to keep it. So yeah. I was just making and spending because I was not very educated on the, at that point. So uh, I like that. I, I run with that today too. It has everything uh to do when you start being a business person because if you don't understand that part of the business you're you know just throwing money out the window right. and if i need <laughs> yep. to throw i prefer to throw on a vacation or something <laughs> way more funnier than that so right, right. yeah so yeah. isaac um what where does this all come from where does this all interest in in finances and uh uh, all this knowledge, getting getting connected or being being a participant in all these different programs, where did that stem off of? Is that something brought to you by someone or did it just came naturally out of you? Tell us about that, man. Um, so it came through observation. Okay. Uh, growing up, my mom had me rather young, so we didn't exactly grow up with a surplus of money. So, you know, I went from living in a the back room to a garage to an apartment mm. finally just some broken down house to an okay house and now we have our nice house right we have property we have our uh my family business but throughout this whole time because technically i am a backpack kid um you know i my parents my biological parents were never together um so i would go back and forth and with my mom i lived this certain lifestyle you know i we went camping we would go on vacations but I would go with my, my biological father and I have like f three siblings and we didn't even have a bed frame. We had just the pure bed, like the cushion the mattress. part, the mattress, the mattress. Yes. And that's it. We had that. We had a little drawer where we would put the TV on 
and that's it. I mean, the this this podcast the uh, this podcasting space is probably bigger than the kitchen that we had. Like wow. the kitchen wow. was pretty small. So, so you you kind of lived your own version of I mean, because we're quoting Robert Kiyosaki, right? yeah. so you kind of lived your own version of rich dad poor dad almost, right? Yeah. What a trip! And so, what did you learn out of that? What, what was what was your big takeaway going from? Being with mom and and taking vacations and 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 living in a in a in a nice house versus going with your dad and and being in that small place with a mattress on the floor like what what was your takeaway there? Um, it was mostly just how seeing the difference of um because we all have twenty four hours right, mm-hmm. but the way my specifically my stepdad he is a huge role model in my life how he used those twenty four hours he would go he would wake up at six in the morning go to his um go to do the family business, and then he would go do his actual job. And then afterwards, he would go and work on the family business, right? And my biological father, I'm not talking bad about him. I'm not, because he had a different upbringing, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But he would just go to work and then come home and watch TV or watch soccer. And there's nothing wrong with enjoying that. But my father, my, uh, my stepfather put in years of work of, wanting to build something up for himself of wanting to and he was very frugal so that also that helped in me seeing okay well it's probably a better idea to reinvest money into the business as opposed to spending on jack-in-the-box or going to the movies not to say that you shouldn't enjoy those things but that has priority just a whole different mindset between the two Mm -hmm. right and i think that you know there's a saying and we and we say this quite a bit if you want to be something different or you want more you got to do more you got to be more right Mm -hmm. um there's nothing wrong with uh with with what your dad did but it's just a different mindset altogether right i mean um it's just kind of like how i grew up my my dad was on that same uh track you know he'd go yeah work hard during the day you know his his hours were like six to two thirty or something like that Mm -hmm. love that schedule right because not not up too early not home too late And then be home by three and then, you know, pop open a six pack and, you know, drink some beer, water the grass. And, yeah. you know, but that was that was his upbringing. So when I was growing up, I started to go down that 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 road. Right. Oh, OK, I'm going to work my eight hours, come home and kick back and, you know, enjoy the house. But there was I always had that that kind of ah, there's more, you know, you what I mean, I got to do more. And so that's what I started doing. And that's. Unfortunately, well, fortunately and unfortunately for me, it, it came at a later age, right? After I had my kids and such. I mean, there was always a, a I want more, but didn't know how to get more, yeah. right? So it's it's badass, like I said, that you're already on that, that you already have that mindset and you've, you've experienced it. So you've already seen the one side of, okay, this is one side of the upbringing. And then this is what you get from the other side of the upbringing and the two different mindsets to have, yeah, right? So now you're choosing... The stepdad mindset, which is, I mean, like I said, that's badass, dude. I, I think that, uh, you know, I, I, I hope and I wish that, you know, more kids were, and not calling you a kid, but, you know, compared yeah, to yeah. us, we're yeah, pretty young, yeah. right? Compared to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I'd like to see more of that. Yeah. More of that, let me take charge, let me take responsibility for my life at a young age versus uh, let me just kind of ride the wave and see where it takes me, you know? So taking control of your life now, I mean, that is key in, 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 in your future, you know, to, towards your future life, your future success for that matter. Right. So good for you, man. Good for you. Um, I I really liked what you said about, um, how I actually live my own version of 
uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Mm-hmm. I never really even looked at it like that. But when I read the book, it really did resonate with me just because with my dad, it, with my biological dad, it was, oh, do good in school. But I mean, yes, they told me to do good in school. My stepdad told me to do good in school. But he told me, hey, but you could do these businesses. You could reinvest. You can do these types of things. And to say about what you said about um, taking charge, I'm happy that I'm actually, you know, having these opportunities to come to this podcast and talk to you guys because I know I'm going to be able to dissect uh, your guys' brains and learn from you guys. Oh, man, be careful with what you get. <laughs> <laughs> careful what you wish for. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, the, what you said about the feeling of, like, you can do more, I always, I feel that now it's, like, no matter how min- how much I do, I know that I can do more. I'm not saying that, like, I'm not satisfied. I understand I've come a long way from what I used to be, at least, compared to my old self. But I want more. I want to be and better. There's and there's nothing wrong, wrong with, that. with that. No, not yeah. at all. Not at all. But yeah. one of the big things, if I can give you any advice from from that perspective, be grateful for what you do have, though. Don't yeah. forget that. You know, I always have that drive to go get more, but also don't forget to be grateful for what you do have because that's a game changer. At least in my life, it has been. Um, I would always, you know, there'd be times I'd, I'd you know, be outside and I'd look around my neighbors. You know, we all have nice houses, but yeah. they had the, the Harleys, the cars, and this. And I'm like, dude, I make a lot of money. Why, why don't I have that, you know? Yeah. But it was that lack of gratitude it was of, of me not being happy with what I had, right, because of, of a lack of gratitude. And that made me unhappy inside. It made me like a bitter person. And once I really started to learn to be grateful for the things I have, it's like, it's like parents got to look at it from the universe perspective or God perspective, whatever you believe in. Right. Yeah. Um, but if, if you have a kid or you have your little niece or nephew or whomever and you give them a candy and they look at it and they, you know, I don't want this. Yeah. Are you going to want to give them something else? No, no. Same thing applies to us in this universe, right? If you're not, well, you got to slap them first. Yeah. Well, yeah, you got to <laughs> slap them. Exactly. But sometimes that's what it takes for us as, as human beings, right? If we're not grateful for the, the stuff that we, that we have taken away. Why, why would you even think about getting or, or being offered more? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So no, anyway, yeah, any, I struggle with that a little bit. Yeah. I'm being grateful. But, yeah. Forget, like, comparison is a killer of joy. Exactly. That's what I learned. Exactly. 100%. I, I, I have, I have troubles with that because mm-hmm. in my mind, you know what the biggest flaw in today's society is? People are too soft. It, no, b- kids your age don't have nothing to compare to. So they have everything so easy and they have yeah. no struggles. And because they have nothing, to com- they have no struggles to compare to, they just think life is going to be fucking easy moving forward. Yeah. So, so it sucks. You're in a great spot. You have a great story in the back, right? Mm-hmm. Leave the baggage where it's supposed to stay. All those hard nights that maybe you could have had a, a, a better bed or a better TV, or a, a better overall, you know, um, be grateful that you're out of there now and then just utilize those lessons to mm-hmm. propel you moving forward. Yeah. And, and now you have a, a basis of where you don't want to go. Go back. Yeah. Right. Cause yeah. you need to compare. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you have a basis of where you, you don't want to take your kids to. And then you understand what you have to do to not get there. Yeah. So I see kids like your age, they don't have that. And, you know, they, it's just, 
the the rug under their feet can get pulled out so fucking easy. You, you know what? I, I get what you're saying. It, it's the lack of struggle, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, because right. this because everything's this, so easy. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. But that that there's that saying, right? Easy times create weak men. Weak. Hard times create strong men. Right? Strong yeah. men create easy times, and then you know, it's a circle. It's yeah, a vicious, yeah. It's it's a circle, right? I think that this country. I was is, just gonna say. I mean, we live in, 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 in the best country in the world, right? I think yeah, well, yeah, well, as, as, as far as opportunities are concerned and everything else. But nobody's had to struggle in the last, what, 30, 40 years, right? And, and I mean struggle meaning there's been no wars. There's been no, you know what I mean, no no major wars like World War II, right? That that was a big struggle for a lot of people. And that created a whole lot of uh, strong men, right? Yeah. And in turn, the baby boomers came out of that and- the baby boomers raised their kids, uh, Gen Xers now, as strong, independent children that turn into now this generation of, of adults, men. But we, after our generation, it's been kind of easy, right? Like you know, things have been, things have been flowing, you know. And and it's not a bad thing, but it, but then again, it is. So like Luisa's point, where there's nothing, there's no struggle to compare to. Yeah, it sucks, man. Like try to take. Try to take one of our kids out of their element and put them in a different environment, in a different country. They'll fucking die, dude. Well, dude they will not survive. Take them back to the eighties. <laughs> they will not. <laughs> you know. They, they will oh. not. You know. They, you take them out of the borders here, and they will not survive. Right. I guarantee you that. Because outside, it, this is the bubble, right? So the, this is our bubble in here. It, they will not make it. If it's not through a laptop, it's in the, if it's on a digital life, they will not make it. They will not make it. You know, they say, I forgot what number it was. Some percentage of kids can't even tell the time on an analog clock. Yeah. Oh my God. It's yeah, crazy. That. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I can, thankfully. But, you know, I know there's a lot of people that can have to use digital watches. Yeah. yeah. And what you said about, um, uh, like, if you take us out of our element, oh, my God. I know so many kids like that that I don't know why, but they just don't care about anything it's like they think that their parents are going to take care of them for the rest of their lives honestly i don't mind it's less competition for me wait wait wait, wait. <laughs> you know <laughs> like wait i gotta make I like a disclaimer that. uh chino efficient boss i'm not gonna take care of you forever that's right i know that's what I'm saying. <laughs> same here my kids <laughs> <laughs> no like i have i have calluses on my hands from working like nice. i've spent there, there's a appreciation that you get from struggle and it doesn't have to be like, Oh, you're starving. It doesn't have to be, you're in a third right. world country with war. No, no. It could be you are overcoming your fear of the darkness or, you know, you go to UFC class and you got beat hard today and tomorrow you're going to get back up. Right. For me, it was those hot summers when I was 13, 14, 15, even now, um, the recent summer of you have a long sleeve, you have jeans and it's a hundred and hundred five degrees right and you're planting you're shoveling dirt and it's so hot but when lunch comes and you finally get to eat I we get tacos oh my <laughs> god they're the best tacos you will ever have in your life yeah and that nice cold jarrito drink of orange oh my god it's the best drink ever nice yeah. it's just it's there's I, to me there's a certain beauty to it of course so i get what you mean about you know, the struggle and how it creates weak times or peaceful times. Well, the struggle creates hard strong, times. Yeah, or strong or men, right? And they create easy times. Easy times create weak, weak men. men. Yep. I don't mind these easy times. I I like no war. 
No, I don't. I already went through my struggle, but I don't know. I'm just, yeah, I, I can agree with what you mean about how the comparison, but for me, what I meant by comparison was comparison to each other because if I compare myself to the average kid in my school, oh, I'm on fire, right? But I have this, I have friends that are going to MIT. I have friends that are going to UCLA, UC Berkeley. And one of my friends that goes to UCLA, he's making easily six figures plus, right? He lives in Beverly Hills. He's probably going to listen to this podcast when it comes out. And hey, Kevin. And <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I really do look up to him uh, just because he is one of the few people that I've seen that have taken charge. He had to even drop out of being uh, the president of a business club because he was doing film. Um, he's doing a video and videography photography for these, um, up and coming music producers, I believe. I'm not quite sure, but he's the only person that took charge. And I compare myself to him sometimes because it's like, he's 18. So, you know, oh, yeah. I'm 18 in three months, right? I'm 17 nice. right now. And it's very, sometimes it's like, okay, I need to do more. I need to learn more. What can I do to catch up? Right. And it's just because also my goals, my goals are, you know, I obviously want to have a nice future. I want to be able to give my kids what I didn't have. I want to not go back to the mattress. I don't, don't want to go back to the TV on the drawer. And it's just, sometimes it's just, you you know, you can do more, like you said earlier. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to, to your point earlier, right? Everybody has 24 hours in a day. What do you do with those 24 hours? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but on the flip side of that, See, I'm I'm one. I don't compare myself to anybody anymore, right? Uh, I kind of said this before. There's there's this uh, saying I, I saw a long time ago. Don't compare your chapter one to somebody else's chapter twenty one. Right, right. Because somebody else could be in the game a lot longer than you, and you can't. There's no way. Like which has been in in the real estate investment game what ten, twelve years? Yeah, right. He was already at the ten year mark probably when I came into the business. I can't. Mm -hmm. There's no way I can compare my first year to his. 10th year no you, you know what i mean and i and be like oh yeah i i'm, I'm gonna you know of course you want to get there yeah so so to me it's more of a hey let me look up to him and let me mm -hmm. learn from him yeah type of you know and then when i get to that 10 year mark if i'm not there or better then that's on me right but if he's given me bestowed that knowledge on me to get there then i got to take advantage of every opportunity right but I don't. I would never compare myself, or even Daniela, for that matter. She's been in the game for what ten, eight, ten years, something 10 like that. Years. So I can't compare my experience to her experience either, right? But do we all bounce stuff off of each other? Yeah. Heck yeah! I mean, that's part of being. That's what leverage is for. Yeah, man. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, but but again, the point is, I don't compare myself to anybody because it's just different different stages in in your business or in your life, right? That you yeah. just. You can't. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody has a different meaning of struggle. Everybody has a different meaning of success. Right? Everybody has a different meaning of their journey. Mm -hmm. Some some people never engage in their journey. They're just so stagnant and they're so easy and, and, and comfortable coming home and watching the soccer game. And and but then they don't do the math um and add up the numbers of how much impact that has on others that look up to them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, it's like we were talking about this the other day uh, in the family. You know, when, when um, obviously, I mean, I'm assuming you don't have kids. 
right? Us that have kids, I was talking, I was talking to my mom about this. Um, us that have kids, we have our kids to fulfill our, our joy, not the kids' joy. Mm-hmm. Kid doesn't even know, <laughs> right? You know, he just got out of someone's tummy and he's crying or she's crying. Yeah, they're not happy, but we are, right? We're in a selfish uh, uh, mindset because we fulfilled our need, we fulfilled our joy by having that child, and then we grow into into being selfless towards that that child but guess what then the cycle repeats itself again because when you become a a, a, a dad you're going to be that selfish individual looking to fulfill your joy your need and yeah. for some reason you think you need kids right and then the kid isn't gonna be happy or at least not at the moment you're gonna teach them that joy you're gonna teach them that happiness it's, it's just like entrepreneurship you pick up a business you're picking up a business to fulfill your joy, your need. You're selecting an industry that you think is fulfilling what you're looking for. And then through the course of the growth of that business, you discover that the joy is within that business. And then you start growing up with it, and then it starts giving you back. Mm-hmm. So why why all these different groups? Why all these different uh, um groups that you're part of are, 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 are they business groups are they are, are, are do you come to these groups these uh deca duya macha mecha 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 yeah all these groups i mean you're there because they fulfill something you give someone something uh so so i'm an officer for um uh, the clubs deca and mecha okay um duya is actually my own clothing brand Oh, right uh, it's, a, oh, nice. it's a Hispanic clothing brand. It's about um, just spreading comedy and joy and love and a, a little bit of toxicity. You know, that Hispanic romantic toxicity. But um, Toxicos. So, yeah. <laughs> so for um, um, DECA, it's a business-oriented club. Um, it's an international club in Canada, China, Japan. I don't think Mexico has any, but Puerto Rico. Um, and in this club... They teach you about business. Um, so me specifically, I do finances. Okay. I do business finances. This year I'm switching to personal finances, but um, I know people that do management. They do hospitality. They do entrepreneurship or anything else, right? And um, there's different types of things that you can do in this. And what it fulfills for me is the need to be, I guess, social okay. and working with people because there are so many people there that are like-minded. You guys were talking about how you were happy that I was already starting to engage and take control of what I want to be in the future. There are so many kids like that in this club and it's an international club. There are at internationals, there's 20,000 kids just straight, like straight kids. And then plus whatever there is of um, um, staff, teachers and everything Mm -hmm. of kids that want to be in business, want to take charge. They want to learn these things to, you know, have a better future. Um, I like to network, right? And when I was younger, I think it was fifth or sixth grade, I heard that who you're around is who you are. So you're with five gangsters, you're the sixth. You're with five smart people, you're the sixth. Um, You know, you always want to be the dumbest person in a room, but you want to be in a good room. Right. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) Like right now, I'm not the smartest person in the room. It's you guys. But 
that doesn't make me dumb. It's just I'm trying to learn from you guys. Yeah. And I constantly put myself in very smart, uh, or I put myself around very smart people. I have a friend. Um, he is a junior. Uh, his name is Harmon. And he'll probably listen to this as well. Uh, and so <laughs> I'm gonna advertise this to all of my friends. Yeah, right on, cool. And um, he, his father is a, a franchisee, I believe. Right, they own Seven Elevens, and he knows things about management. I have uh, friends that they go to country clubs. They're 15, 16, 17, 18. That's crazy to me. I have friends, like I said earlier, who go to MIT, right? And I surround myself with all these people, or at least try to, so that I can learn something from them because there's so many things that I didn't know coming out from some his, uh, mainly Hispanic uh, elementary, right? Yep. I'm, I've, my horizons have expanded so much. I, I know so many things about Indian culture. I know so many things about different Asian cultures. Um, I know different types of people. I know different types of names. I know different types of um, mindsets, actually, uh, and how, like, the franchisee people, like, let's say there's a person who owns 7-Eleven and someone else opens up. They, everybody will flock and help this person. Right on. Right? They try to they help them learn how to manage it, how to manage inventory and all these different types of things. And so so how, how did how did you find this group? How did you find this DECA? 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 Yeah, DECA, DECA, yes. International, right? How did you find this group and how did how does uh how does somebody get involved with that? Um so I found this at my high school actually. I took uh intro to uh, principles of marketing class. Fuck, I'm excluded. <laughs> <laughs> I took uh I took this class and uh they just promoted it in the class. They talked about how uh, because you can take because you took this class or you're taking it, you can go into this club and you can compete. You can we go to Anaheim twice a year. That's the where it is for California. And then international switches. So my sophomore year, it was Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, my junior year was Orlando, Florida. And this year, it's going to be Anaheim. So Local. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not that exciting. But, you know, it's still internationals. Um, it is super yeah. exciting. Right? My, my son actually participated on that. And I was in Anaheim last year, and he did go to Atlanta. Uh, so he participated on the, on the national. And it's amazing. And, uh, I mean, when you say that you look it up to other people, I think that's cool because you are looking for people that's trying to expand, you know, mm -hmm. even inside your own school. So that for me, it's, uh, it's people has choices, right? Mm -hmm. And your choice is being looking to find the best and the best so you can grow on the mid of the five best ones, mm -hmm. you know. So that for me, it, it, it's great. Those programs... I think, um, and you're not here to talk about the program, but you can see what it does yeah, it seems on the on the person. You can see the difference when you talk with someone that's getting involved with financial, when it's exposing themselves with, you know, management. This is, a, it's, a, it's a mindset, like it's a mind-blowing set. I mean, I, it, it just crazy i love it, that it, I mean, it, this seems like uh i mean those that club sounds pretty badass right i mean from the perspective of of having a bunch of young minds together to help grow themselves into entrepreneurship mm -hmm. right i mean with support right from different industries or 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 different uh uh like you mentioned your friend with the 7-eleven right his parents started that in franchise so 
are there other franchisees there that kind of guide you and help? Is that kind of what the, the, like how that works or? It's more like of a, like, yes, 7-Eleven does give them training, but because it's kind of like a, it is kind of a race thing, but they do help each other because they come of similar origins. Okay. Uh, I'm, I doubt they'll exclude you because you're different, but you know, I'm pretty sure they're more inclusive because they're from a similar origin. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that. So tell me, tell me a little bit about the clothing line. Oh yeah. So Tuya, it's, um, well, it translates to yours. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it translates to yours. It's like, it's the people's, I guess. Um, right now I have a hoodie in a sand and white color. Uh, and the logo, it's like a little bear. And, um, one of the, the first design I had was just a little bear on the front and it says, I weigh, you know? (laughs) Yeah. That's not Mexican. <laughs> I don't. I think it is. Yeah, wait. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> my second design was a crew neck, and on the back says, "It's kind of like it's like an interaction, like a dialogue." It says, "Like when your tia says, um, y la novia, qué ti, qué ti, qué te importa." <laughs> the jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the those are jokes. Cool. Yeah, and it was um. um yeah, that's just what I have so far. It's um, the crew neck comes in black and pink. Um, I had a website on Shopify, but since most of my sales have been in person, I decided to take it down just because I didn't need it or anything. Okay. Instagram and TikTok have been doing well. I had one of my TikToks blow up to um, three hundred and thirty-three thousand views, wow. yeah, and like almost a hundred thousand likes. Nice. Yeah, I was really excited about that one. Right on. That's cool. That's How cool. you're going to mix everything that you're doing because you also say that you're in interest in real estate so i was just gonna go <laughs> yeah. There, yeah so um i know that i shouldn't spread myself too thin it's more like of a passion project i'm um, just not really like a i'm expecting to make millions off of it i genuinely just want to do it just for fun um i real estate is how i want to make my money um be it as a wholesaler but this is just more of a passion project that i started last year because of um, um deca actually if they wanted us to come up with a business and I came up with props and I was like, you know, what? I kind of like this and I kind of do want to give back to the community. So let's make this for real. And there's and nothing wrong on that. Even on real estate, I always say, don't keep your eggs on the same basket. Mm-hmm. So there is always, a, I mean, real estate, it's the safer one as I see, mm-hmm. but there is no, no way that you you need to stop just you know doing one thing on your life and right. you're 18 i mean 17 almost yeah. 18 you still need to find the passion so you can not have a, a job but you know have something that you, you you appreciate the passion to be working with every day not a job nobody and wants a job try to build those multiple streams of income yeah always right always you don't want to just depend on one right if you can particularly if you can Get build a couple that you don't have to spend a whole lot of time on, yeah. right? Like your clothing business, maybe that can start running itself, right? And just start building some of that. I don't want to say passive income in this case, but <laughs> you know, money that's just kind of flowing in, so you can yeah. focus on other areas as well. No, yeah, I'm I'm learning the the importance of delegation and proper. Um, I'm not saying hiring because I'm not paying anybody, but putting people in the right spots to be able to, like you said, not necessarily passive. But it is kind of just running itself. Right. Yeah, like, like a business. Yeah. Because I really, I really don't want to have a job. That okay, is seriously so. my biggest fear. I want, I hate the idea of 
I got to clock in. All right, you tell me when I can go to lunch and you can tell me when I when I can't go on vacation, you know, because yeah. I work with my dad, right? And it's a family business. So I just say, you know, hey, dad, can I work from six in the morning to like one? And then in the afternoon, go do this and that and hang out with friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just get your stuff done and you can go. All right, cool. I get my stuff done and I leave. Nice. That's it. I so need to break the news on that one for you. Even when you're your own boss, sometimes you need to work the late boss. Nights. <laughs> yeah, late nights. I understand <laughs> that too. Yeah. Don't nights, think that it's going weekends. to be that easy all the time. No, I've, it done, isn't. I've done 14 hour days. Yeah. Even a little bit more, maybe 16 hours. But yeah, I, I hard work is very ingrained into our family, at least. Stay oh, consistent. Yeah. yeah, every day. Yeah, family job. Yeah, entrepreneurship is definitely, man, uh, for one, an emotional struggle at times, right? A spiritual <laughs> struggle, a financial struggle. I mean, it, it could be a sack of a bunch of different shit in... in <laughs> And you all get hit with it. Yeah, it, 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 could it could just be, right? But, but the thing is, once you find out, once you discover what is that you enjoy doing, none of that hurts. Right. None of that hurts. And then with when anything hurts, you, all you have to go is go back and touch on that freedom you have. And then that pain goes away automatically. Mm -hmm. Like it's so freaking crazy. You know, it's just it, it's it's I don't know. Sometimes you can't explain the feeling of, of of the freedom behind entrepreneurship. But then at the same time, on the front end, beyond the 16 hours at times, you know, going to bed with a task in mind when you're trying to start up a business, specifically startups, and then dreaming about your next day, you yeah, know, and, yeah. and it's, it's never ending. But when you do something that you're passionate about, it's, 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 there's a saying, when you love what you do, you never work a day in life. Yep. Right. Yeah. So you're young, you're energetic, your mind is, you know, full of energy and, and, You know, maybe it's not cooked like like mine with <laughs> drinking and all that, whatever, you know, or partying. Or daddy's over there, you know. <laughs> I'm an angel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. But, you know, it's, it's uh, I, if I could give you any advice, I would, I would hyper focus on, on something that you like. Yeah. And then ride that wave. Okay. You know. Uh, when I got involved in real estate investing, I made a conscious decision of, um, I mean, I could close my eyes and vividly go back to where I decided I'm going to focus on creative acquisitions. Mm -hmm. All right. There's 10, 15, 20 different, you know, genres in real estate investing. And I said, I'm with creative acquisitions a hundred percent because I'm a creative mind. Yeah. So that connected with me instantly. When I when I made that decision and I became obsessed with educating myself on different strategies, creative acquisitions uh, comes with a lot of legalities, mm -hmm. right? A lot of um, fiduciary legalities because otherwise you're going to end up in jail. The district attorney's <laughs> office is going to come, oh, you went and <laughs> tried to cut this guy's neck. So you know? But in 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 the realm of real estate, Just hyper-focus on what you want to learn. Don't get too scattered with so many distractions in the business. Um, I would get all these different uh, energy leaks that you have, and not necessarily leaks. That's just, you know, to the best of my 
uh, verbiage. (laughs) (laughs) But, and I would see which ones are money-making activities. Yeah. Yeah. And then the ones that are not, they could could wait. Mm -hmm. They could wait. The return on investment, and not necessarily, uh, you know, we call them MMAs, money-making activities, but not necessarily money. You know, what other wealth are they giving you? Are they expanding your knowledge? Are they expanding your resources? Are they giving you, uh, are they cracking the door open for the next opportunity? You know, but just, I invite you to sit down and see what is it that you're putting your energy into. And then if you have five, choose two or three. Yeah. And then just become obsessed with the exit on those, you know, hyper-focus on that, educate yourself. Um, Serving is good. Serving is, is, is awesome. It's very fulfilling. Uh, but you can't eat bricks. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You cannot eat bricks, man. I mean, that's an old saying from one of my mentors. Um, you have to figure out how to start making that bank account. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Build over, it up. yeah. Not necessarily overflowing, which <laughs> should be, you know, a, a goal to hit, but at least uh, um, stable enough so you can go back and do what, you know, what you're passionate about, maybe artwork, maybe your clothing line, maybe, you know, something that necessarily doesn't give you money, but just fulfillment. Yeah. What you said about ROI. Um, so I forgot where I saw it. I believe it was Instagram, but it was somebody that said, everybody thinks that entrepreneurship is you come up with this idea and it just happens, right? No, you need to have the skills of (laughs) (laughs) management, marketing, sales, all these different types of things. And right now I'm mostly like working on that. I'm working on networking at DECA um, here. Uh, I'm working on building up my financial knowledge on YouTube and through DECA as well. Uh, Management skills through my projects that I'm doing currently in um, all the different types of clubs and different uh, committees that I've uh, been a part of. I was a host for an event that was for 800 students and I facilitated um, the transition of everything. And, you know, it was a very eye-opening experience to how, what it takes to organize these different types of things. And right now I'm learning sales from, I'm trying to, I'm looking up Andy Elliott on YouTube. Um, I'm not sure how well he is compared to other people, but I see him as the best that I, um, that I can find on YouTube. And right now I'm just mostly working on building up the skills to, okay, well, I know that four out of five millionaires work for another millionaire. So do I want to be those four millionaires or do I want to be that one millionaire? I don't really care which one I am. It's just more of whatever's more uh, self-fulfilling for my goals, right? Like I said, I don't know if I necessarily want to be a business owner, but I definitely don't want to have a job. So maybe self-employed, right? Um, like I said, maybe, a, uh, maybe I become a wholesaler. And whenever I work, which probably will be every day because I like working, uh, but um, I control how much I make. Right. I control how many hours I work. Yes. Some days I'm gonna have to work 20 hours maybe, but I get to control when I, maybe I work four hours today. You know, I don't want to do anything. I want to spend time with my kids. I want to spend time with my wife or, um, I just go to the club or something, you know? Yeah. Um, so right now I'm just like trying to work on building those foundational skills and hopefully in the future I will get the return on my current investment. Yeah. I mean, when you become good at one thing and you're known for that one good thing, um, the right people will come f- to you for that one good thing. It, it, I I go off of a saying, um, it's about 
the it's not about the how it's about the who mm-hmm. right so if i don't know how to do something i know i try to make sure that i know who does what i can't do i'm not worried about learning everything about real estate yeah. I'm not worried about it. I swear to God, man. And you can put that. Are we recording this? <laughs> I hope so. I don't care. I honestly, genuinely don't care to know everything about real estate. I'm totally comfortable with that. If somebody comes with a bunch of knowledge over the little shit that I know, cool. You know, awesome. I'm, I, like you said, I'll be the dumbest one in the room and I'll I'll get something from you. But I've... The, the way my business has worked out for me is I hyper-focused on what I learn, and then my return is much higher than being all scattered. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, I don't know. Like, you're energetic right now, man. I'm 44. I'm not old. I'm on my, on what, second stage of life? Not not even the golden years, right? Yeah, past your uh, your midlife crisis. Yeah, but I'm already <laughs> tired, dude. You know, it's like, I don't have the energy you have, right? I don't have the energy. Do I have the drive? I do have the drive. I do have the desire. I do have the ambition to continue moving forward and growing the business. But, you know, I guess at this age, we just focus more so on on making the most out of what we have, right? Yes, sir. Instead of uh, trying to pick up a new skill. Yeah. It, it's it's Just improving upon it, yeah. Yeah. Well, right, fine-tune it. Fine-tune it and make it the best you can. Well, yeah, 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 right now I'm very scattered just because, like, I want to, you know, like you guys said, like, figure out what I like, right? Um, I really like finances, but I also like real estate. I also like sales, I like clothing brand. And my dad even said, like, dude, you need to hone in on one. You know, you need yeah. to find one thing that's going to make you money. Yes, you can have your little projects, but find one thing that's going to make you money. Hone in on sales. That's actually what I was thinking because um, of Andy Elliott. And um, today, or not today, um, this week or on Monday, I believe, um, I finally got access to over, like, 10 certifications about um, sports and marketing certifications uh digital uh and social media uh certifications sales public speaking accounting all these different types of certifications but the first one i want to hit is sales and public speaking right on yeah after that i'm not sure which ones i will hit but i want to go through all of those kind of go hand in hand yeah right i mean totally hand in hand because one of the things that what is it 50 percent of uh people are afraid of is public speaking yeah and then sales right is is kind of the same thing because people were scared to speak to people face to face. Yeah, you know, and sales that's a requirement. Right? Yeah, hundred percent. It's a requirement, so that 100%. that'll help you. Yeah, big time. Yeah, big do time. do sales, man. Do sales. Um, I've been in sales all my life, man. All mm-hmm. my life. I didn't go to school. I don't care to go back to school. I never did. I'm I'm not. I'm actually proud that I didn't go to school. Yeah. Uh, like I tell my kids, I didn't get the programming side of the school. Um, and I just stuck to sales all my life. I don't know how to do anything else other than sales. Yeah. And it's worked out, you know. Um, again, it has to match your plans. Yeah. But even if you go out to, uh, uh, if you become a, a head honcho for DECA, you know what you're going to be doing? You're going to be selling DECA. Mm-hmm. Through your words, you're going to be promoting. Yeah. You're going to be pushing. It's sales. You're going to do your clothing line. What do you got to do? You got to sell it. Uh, yep. Right? You're going to do the uh, Mecha. What are you going to do? You got to promote it. You want expansion. You want more people to come into it. Believe in it. Build that infrastructure. Yeah. You're selling. Sales is the backbone to 
everything. Everything, right? And, and it has to be yeah. because think about it. Companies only run off the revenue that they generate based on the sales that they 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 bring in. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's just any company, any business. Was it Deca? Yeah, Deca. Deca. Yeah. If they don't have members, they don't exist. So yeah. they have to sell people on joining up. You know? Yeah. I mean, I've thought about like what I could sell. Um, I could sell I cars. I got a couple of good ideas for you. I, okay. So <laughs> I went to, uh, I went to every, um, uh, I knew I wasn't going to get the job just because I wasn't 18, but I went to every car dealership in my area. So like Mercedes, Honda, um, Toyota, Nissan. And the only two people that really gave me feedback was Chevy and Mercedes uh, the guy in Mercedes, he said, dude, I'm so sorry. We just hired somebody right now. If you were 18, I would hire you right now as well. And I mean, I'm 17. I can't change that or anything, but I know that, okay, maybe that's a possibility. I have his information. I could go down that route, but I also, you know, my friend's um, mom, she sells airplane parts and I can also go do that. There's different, or I can go sell yachts to the rich people you could and become rich change. as well. You could actually change that 18, 18. <laughs> you can. Yeah. You can. You go to MacArthur Park, 25 bucks. <laughs> That's, well, actually, they're 50 now, but you know. <laughs> It'll give you the ID with the right age. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. You said MacArthur Park. Uh, <laughs> wow. That's old uh, You're selling them uh, out. You're selling them cool. out. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So what's your, what's your plan moving forward, man? I mean, obviously, you got so much on your mind, so much going on. Um where where are you going in the next year, next two years? So, um, your podcast what's what's that doing? Yeah, I was I was actually going to ask about the podcast. What's what's that all about, and, and how do we find you? Yeah, so um, the podcast it's about promoting uh, financial literacy. It's mostly about uh, building a foundation, right, to personal finances. Uh, just because I see that it's not very common for high school or, or for high schools to teach uh, their students about finances and. Uh, taxes, budgeting, all these types of things. Um, right now, there's a podcast that we have on Spotify uh, and all different types of platforms and YouTube. And um, yeah, this on is your, their, your podcast or somebody else? This is my podcast Pod, that I started podcast. because of Deca. Actually, it um uh, it helped me kind of have a guideline or like a business plan to what I want to do and um, give. I want to give presentations to all the high schools here in. RUSD, Riverside, right? And just help young adolescents and young adults um, learn, you know, the basics because there's a lot of debt, a lot of debt because a lot of people go into college, get this nice cool piece of paper and they come out and there's no jobs. Or let's say there is, they still don't know how to manage yeah. their money. I mean, there's there's jobs, but they don't, they don't pay, the pay is no longer equivalent to what a, college education costs the roi isn't the same it's not it used to be yeah it used to be you go to college and you're going to earn 50 percent more than a high school graduate but it now it's yeah. like it's you know I, well, I don't even know what that looks like anymore but really it's it's nothing like it used to be you I know it, it, because college so it degrees more. are so over overrated yeah it costs you more to get educated than what you're making back yeah big time yeah really wow actually i, I wanted to ask you guys about that um so Actually, I'm doing UC applications right now, right, to all the universities here in um, uh, uh, of California. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm applying to these, and I'm looking at the tuition. And because technically I am counted as low income, mm -hmm. I'm not going to say why, but I am, um, I can 
getting like a mostly uh, full ride, right? If anything, like a partial ride, but most likely a full ride. And I have the opportunity to, you know, go do this for, for free maybe and get this cool piece of paper. So should I go for it if I have, let's say, a mostly full ride? Because I like college or UCs, like let's say UC Berkeley, right? I believe it's 40, like 40K of tuition per year or like 30K of tuition per year. And to pay that, that's let's say four years, four times, 40 times four is 160. $160,000. That's a lot of money. But so here, I, I'm, I, I won't ever try to tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. But me, I'm the type of person that if there's an opportunity that you can take advantage of and get something out of it, why wouldn't you, right? Yeah. But it all depends on what you want to focus on. What is it that you're looking to do? Because you have a lot going on already, yeah. right? So as we're just talking about, what are the things that you want to focus on, right? Well, what is it you want to focus on? And then you, you got to weigh all that out and figure it out where it, where it is you want to go. Yeah, I'm not really um, I'm not really worried about the finances of going to college because of uh, fast fund government help. What I'm more worried about is my ROI on my time. Exactly. Because, yes, you know, I'm going to go for free, but I have to spend, let's say, 10 hours studying and going to college and, like, actually going That's- on campus, moving to the dorms. How most likely having a social life or something there. I could obviously sacrifice that, but um, that's you what I'm know. saying. You got to figure out what it is you want to do. What are the things you want to focus on? Mm-hmm. Because it's it, it's called opportunity cost. Yeah, right. Yeah. So you're you're gonna there's opportunities out there, but you're gonna focus on this. So now you can't take advantage. So it it costs you, right? Remember, yeah. I'm saying no matter what, you're gonna pay tuition. Yeah. It doesn't matter whether cost. you go to school or, or not, yeah. or you're get, something's going to cost you, yeah, right? Whether it be your give. businesses that you're trying to start up, or the time that you have to spend in studying. Yeah. Either way, it's going to cost you, right? But yeah. what what cost do you want to pay? Yeah. yeah. That's that's where it lies. Yeah. For for me, I'll give you my take on that. And I, again, I can't speak from the academic side or the experience of being in in a in a dorm or yeah. in a community like that. Um, just, just do this, man, where, whatever you decide to do, either go to the college or the university or whatever the fuck it is or, uh, or not, um, be intentional about your time. Yeah. Be very intentional. If you're going to be there, yeah, you're going to get whatever education that is that you're going to get, whatever you major in and mm-hmm. right. Or yeah. whatever. Um, what group of people are you going to, are, are, are you going to hang around with? The networking, yeah. The networking in it. What what quality of people? What opportunities do they have? We just spoke about this. You're going to be the sixth one, right? We say the average of five. You're going to hang around the dumbest ones. Yeah, you're going to be, you know, the five dumbest. You're going to be like ah, the so-so kind of dude, or you're going to be with very business savvy people. Be the sixth, yeah. You know, because a lot of the kids that go there, uh, regardless of their income. Okay, regardless of their low income or high income or the one percenters, you have access to them. Now, it doesn't mean that because, you know, they, they come from a wealthy family that they're sharp. They could be as fucking dumb as a box of rocks. Yeah. But the money got them in. But what connections do they have? Yeah. Yep. So just be intentional, either inside or outside. So as long as you're inten- you're intentional with with what you want to do and your ambition is clean, then you will prosper. Yeah. But if you're out to get anybody inside or out, 
you ain't gonna head. I mean, nothing, nothing's good is gonna wait for you at the, at the, at the back end of that shit. Mm-hmm. You know, so that that's what I said. Just be intentional with whatever yeah. decision you make, man. If you stay outside of the school system, know that you have an objective. Know that you have a goal. Whatever that is, if you don't have it defined, work on defining it. Um, one thing I do, I set goals for one year or three years. Yep. Yeah. And then I figure out how to fucking score them in three months or four months. You know, depending on how aggressive I am in the season of life, how high that goal is. Um, it's just simple math. You know, it's just. It, I, I I set big dreams and I say, okay, now I got to push myself. If I want this in a year, what do I have to do? Reverse engineer. What do I have to do to achieve that in three months? Yeah. Does that mean 16 hour days, 20 hour days? Fuck it. Get it How done. bad do I want it? Yep. Right. Because we say here, if it's up, if it's to be, it's up to me. Cause I ain't going to get you out of bed and I know you ain't going to get me out of bed. <laughs> yeah. Right. My wife doesn't get me out of bed. If she sees me laying on bed uh, past my, my, my time to get up, she figures I'm tired and she's going to give me some resting time. She ain't going to go slap me and say, get up. <laughs> she ain't going to do that. Yeah. Right? So just be intentional with your time and, and you know, have ambition. Have good ambition moving forward. Mm-hmm. And put that together. Put your goal together. Put your, your plans and your goals together for the next year, three years, five years, something like that. So that way, I mean, that'll probably help guide you as well in, in, in making that decision, you know? Yeah. Because having, I mean, have a goal and have a plan, right? Yeah. I don't know if you ever heard that saying or not, but a goal without a plan is just a dream, yeah. right? Yeah, so yeah. have your goal, have your plan, and figure out where that education fits into that plan or whether or not it fits in that plan, right? And that's what's going to help guide you. Yeah. At least in my mind, right? Okay. That's that's kind of how I work my myself, my business, and you know my decision making. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't align with my goals, or if it doesn't make me, you know, everybody gets excited about things, right? Oh, you want to jump into this business? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then a month later, when that opportunity, you know, when that that time hits, and now you're not so excited about it anywhere, right? Now mm-hmm. it's just like, uh so. Weigh that out, right? Just like Luis was saying, be intentional. But make sure that if it's something that you're going to do, you're excited about today, it's going to be something you're going to be excited about in that time it comes, right? Yeah. Because otherwise, don't don't waste your time. Yeah. Because that's that shiny object saying, right? Or that whatever, that that, that, uh, mentality, you know? Don't get stuck on that because then you're just going to spin and go nowhere. Yeah, and and you know I'm just I'm just going to add something really quick, and I'd like to hear uh, Danny's take on it, but. uh, Whatever you decide to do, be very clear about it because most likely than not, you're not going to have the support you're looking for. Yeah. Okay? It, support is something everybody lacks. And typically, mostly from people you think they should be supporting you the most. Mm-hmm. Okay? Emotional, moral support, spiritual support. Not the financial support. Fuck that. You know, there's programs for that. But Uncle Sam or like a president, what's what's the president right now? Biden. Biden. He ain't going to come and tell you, hey, Isaac, uh, you got this, dude. He's not. I swear to God he's not going to do it. <laughs> okay? He's not going to do it. Not him, not the president before, not the president moving forward. So, you know, be intentional, be very clear because the support that you're looking for, that you expect people are going to give you when you make a decision, uh, 
shit. Yeah. Yeah. Come. <laughs> I, and I think we've all we, 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 we got tons of stories about that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's just yeah, how yeah. it is. Right. I mean, and, and at the end of the day, fuck it. Right. You got to do you. You got to take care of you. You got to run you. Right. You got to do what's is. best for you. At the end yeah. Of the day. Danny, some feminine. Well, touch that, it to the conversation. That, These alpha uh, males over here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm pretty simple, right? My son right now is 29, 28, I don't know. I forgot the age. So <laughs> when... Because <laughs> she do not want to tie back to her age. You know? uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't hide it. Um, when he got on that point and he was just like, what do I do? I was just like, you know what you're going to do. It's on your heart. If you want to go to school, you go to school. I'm not going to force you. He had scholarship, he had this and that. I was just like, no. You need to make the decision for your life right now. You know, I think you should go to school because, you know, I never finish anything. You know, <laughs> that's why I want to hint you. Man. You know, let me know how it feels. <laughs> so, but it is an accomplishment, right? Yeah. For Dan or for whoever that finished, I'm a hundred percent sure it is an accomplishment. But on the end of the day, it's what it's on your heart on that moment. And I mean, long short story, my son went back to Brazil, and just now he's back to the college. So. He went for, you know, everywhere before he jumped in college. Yeah. And, you know, army and this and that. And now he's he's in the college. So I'm the wrong person for you to ask. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. That's why she's like, I am staying quiet. Uh, I want to stay quiet. Yeah, 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 I want to go yeah, party. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. wait for the 21. Right? Yeah. Uh, and no, that that. That is just my mindset. I never want to force um, my family, nobody to do something that they didn't feel mature about it, you know, on the time to do it. Um, I saw people that kind of push the kids to do and they mm -hmm. do very well and then they go do other stuff. But I, it, it's my, nat my nature, it's to, you know, just... Try to find your passion. Yeah. And if you don't have a passion right now, that's what I would say, or something that's totally clear on your mind. While that's not clear, go spend some time on college. I mean, I know there is tuitions and this and that, but if you're kind of lost and have nothing to do, I have nothing to do that's bad. <laughs> no, if you're not clear about it and you have a good, great option right there, you know, there is a lot of money, there is this and that, but it's still an option. Yeah. So what what are you going to do for me? It's more time, right? Yeah. What are you going to do with your time? So. Yeah, yeah. I actually had a question for you. I'm not sure if you, you said this before we started recording or during the recording at the start, but you said uh, you talk, you said something about how long it took you to get your first wholesaling deal mm -hmm. um, because I actually had the thought of, okay, if it, I'll, if it takes me more than from the time I turn 18 to the time I get out of high school to get a wholesaling deal, I'm going to go go take the job at Mercedes, right? And that's like three, four months. And you said it was more than that. So 
for me. Yeah. For me, it's like for me. Uh, you actually talk about that once in a while. For me, I'm from Brazil. Yeah. Language, the just the vocabulary, for me was it was very complicated. It was words that I never heard in my life, like upside down, you know, underwater. <laughs> I'm just like, hello, what's yeah. underwater? You know, it's floating. <laughs> so for me, it took time to understand, you know, and, and start getting on the speed. I could not. I wasn't there to compare myself with the ones that were there for 10 years. Okay. I was take my time on my own piece, and that's what, what took for me. And I, if I'm not wrong, it was more than a year, to be honest. Mm -hmm. It was not even one. I had to go back and forward to class. But you learn. This okay. is, yeah. And uh, I'm going to use what I learned. There is the other side. What I learned here uh, on my process, I, I use here. I use in Brazil. I use in Japan. You know, and... I didn't learn that in the school. Mm -hmm. So it's very complicated. That is your choice. Don't not put me that on that position. <laughs> she's, she's our international flipper. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, when I heard Japan and Brazil, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, there's possibilities everywhere. You just need to understand what it's that you are looking for. Otherwise, the possibilities are going to be there. You're not going to recognize anyways. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had a question also about like, okay, so yeah, I want to be a wholesaler. And I've seen, yes, I've seen YouTube videos about it. This person, they do a um, live stream. They, you know, they cold call for an hour. But what do you actually do on a day-to-day -day basis? And typically, like, how long do people work for? I'm not sure about any of that yet. It is a long time for you to be working. You do not find a property in two days and just wholesale. It's a whole process. Um, between the scenes, it's a whole process. Uh, when you start, first you're going to prospect, then you're going to find the leads, then you're going to evaluate the leads, and then once you evaluate that leads, you need to understand what you're going to do is that leads, and you know if you're going to wholesale, if it's going to be a fix and flip, what you're going to do if you're in the mm -hmm. position to you know buy and hold. So it's a it's a whole process. I don't know the video might be like thirty minutes, but <laughs> in real life it might be more than thirty days. Yeah, yeah. so that yeah. that acquisition side of the business is the unsexy part of the business, right? Yeah, the yeah. unspoken part of the business. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> there's a lot of lagging work there. Yeah, yeah I, I like touch the property. Yeah, there's um, I've seen that like there's contracts that let's say they give you forty five days to um buy or let's say you lock down the deal on the contract and um you have like 45 days to go find somebody who's in a fix and flip it, right? Because the reason why I want to be a wholesaler is because I don't have the ability right now to um, to fix and flip. I understand that I can go um, get loans, right? I can raise money. I can do those types of things, which I actually had a question about um, that I will ask later on. Um, but I don't really want to take on that risk yet. Or if I, like, so, I, I'm not sure if I should or not yet because I'm actually, I'm okay with it. Like, I, I'm, I'm going to be 18. I can recover. I will right. be fine, right? But so, I just don't, I'm always trying to, like, kind of like dip my feet with wholesaling. So I'm, I'm going to give you a golden nugget, okay? Mm -hmm. And this is, this is the dynamic we run with in our community. 
which is five currencies. Okay. And okay. That was what I was thinking that. <laughs> yeah. Th- this is what you need. This is what you need. Our five currencies are relationships, knowledge, credibility, time, and money. Mm-hmm. And not all of them have to be yours. I've been extremely successful in the business of real estate investing, and I have no credit, and I don't care to have credit. Mm. Um, I know what I specialize in. I have my resources. I have my knowledge. I have my uh, relationships. I have the time. Sometimes I don't have the money. I don't have the credit, and I'm not worried about it. Right? Yeah. But then... If you come to me and tell me, hey, Wicho, I have a property um, that is a potential flip. How would I know that that you did your due diligence in a way where the risk minimized? Because mm-hmm. right now you spoke about a contract. Yeah. Right? You put a property under contract and then you have 45 days to... I don't know where yeah, you. Yeah, there's just some like rough yeah. contracts that I've seen online. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't know where you heard that, but uh, um, you got a property under contract. They told you about the property under contract, but there's so much work before that contract even comes into into play. You know, we had a wholesaler here the other day pulling leads off of the MLS. Yeah. And cool. I would never look at them. You know, we spoke to him for what 20, 30 minutes. I didn't want to be disrespectful to the guy. Great energy, by the way. Um, but he he just, he, the education he got as a wholesaler was, uh, not me, dude. I'm not your buyer. Yeah. My criteria is far, far away from what you got going on. You know, so he hasn't been taught on how to find his leads. Yeah. Whoever he paid has instructed him to go to the MLS. Go to Zillow and get your lead from Zillow. Yeah, because. <laughs> Dude, I'm so that against quest, that. Like, because th- these are. So here's one of the things. And then and and we kind of. I'll make this real, real quick and short. Our business is not to talk to people who want to sell their house. Our business is to find the people who need mm. to sell their house. And there's a big difference there. Huge closures. difference. Right. I'm dealing with the, uh, I was just talking about this before we started recording. I'm probably going to acquire this property in, in Apple Valley right now. Why? Because he needs to sell. Yeah. Not wants to. Yep. Right now he's in the, he's in a phase where he thinks he wants to, but you know, he needs to. The time, time is of the essence, right? So that's your target audience, right? Yeah, I've you heard. want to talk to people who need to sell. Yeah, I heard about like going to the like the city and asking or like something about like foreclosures and People who have been backed on bills and like things, people who, like you said, they need to sell it, not just want to sell it on Zillow or MLS. You know what the difference is between wanting to sell and needing to sell? Needing to undersell it? No. You know what the difference is? What? The profit margin. Okay. And that's what we do. We buy low. And yeah, undersell it. That that's what an investor does. We mm-hmm. buy low. If we don't buy low, we, if they're the, if the margin in, it, is not in there, you can have the agents take it. Yep. Yeah, you so, can have the other investors take it. I mean, 
not not a fit not for me yeah, yeah I can't that, that wasn't for, that wasn't a fit for me either yeah. not at all not you know? at all but 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 the, the profits in the acquisition right yeah not not the sale right what what you find is like the people who need to to sell so you can buy at that low price yeah so yeah. okay yeah, yeah that helps me better orient myself um i will okay so i've also come across this new i don't know about new but i recently came upon it it was um it was senior residential living so you know how the seniors they have them in like let's say they have one caretaker for like 20 um senior citizens right in the those like commercial buildings uh, instead you can have like you have a four bedroom and um you have a four bedroom and then you have one caretaker for one of them and each one cost like each one will pay like five thousand a month, yeah. right? And the um you let take home like nine thousand, right? So I was also wondering like, you know, if I could hop into that. You you could again. It's about you know relationships, knowledge, mm-hmm. right? The credibility, all your resources, your 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 five currencies. Who do you know in the industry you're you're looking to get into? Yeah, you know, uh, I'm currently working on a property that. It's been dragging, man. I mean, I'm kind of like going to pull the contract <laughs> off the table. But uh, that might be a, a halfway home. Yeah. Halfway house for so- sober living. Right? Mm. And if it fits, it fits. If it doesn't, it doesn't fit. But one thing is I'm not tied to the outcome. Mm-hmm. I'm not tied to that. I haven't done the math and that number. Right now I'm focused on structuring the right the right offer right what's what's my benefit in it now uh, am i going into a safe deal yeah does the reward uh work out with the risk yeah versus i'm doing all these numbers and i'm acquiring a property uh which could be negative inequity and maybe negative cash flowing right <laughs> now but you're thinking oh i'm going to get it into senior living and then it doesn't qualify for whatever reason and then what do you do yeah you can't do anything you, you eat sell it? it, yeah. You know, but anyways, um, I want to say that this is a record-breaking, yeah, uh, uh, podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We got we, we got producer beyond, Bruce over there shaking yeah. his head at us. <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool, you know. Th- this yeah. only goes to say that uh, you have a lot in your uh, in your mind. Yeah, you have a lot in your mind. L- l- just just focus, focus. Uh, save your energy for something. You're gonna be a badass, dude. You're, I hope so. You're hope gonna. So. Yeah. You're gonna. I can see it. Um, so as long as you get all that energy and condense it into one spot. Yeah. yeah. And, and then you're going to outgrow your yourself so much more times over. It's going to be cool, man. Yeah, yeah I hope Definitely. so. It's going to be cool. You'll never go back to that fucking mattress on the floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I so, never will. So no. Tell everybody uh, where, where can they find you? Where, where can they find the clothing line? So yeah, so um, the Instagram is called Tuya underscore Apparel. Um, follow me at my personal Instagram, Ahaha underscore Isaac, and follow the podcast, which we're like you said, all this energy will be focused into um, promoting financial literacy for uh, adolescents and young adults. Um, it's called Money Mindfulness One Hundred One, okay. and it's all on Instagram. These are all of our Instagrams. Um, so it will be. Uh, the, uh, links to uh, on the link there will be a link tree with all the links to the Spotify, YouTube, all of our social media platforms where you can find me 
and right my brother. On. Right on. Well, hey, thanks for coming out, Isaac. We really appreciate you coming out here and sharing all of the uh, good stuff you have going <laughs> on and that energy you have, man. That's badass. Thank dude. you for and, the opportunity. You know, as we just said, man, you're going to be badass, dude. You know, keep it, keep it up. Thank and you. like you said, focus on the thing, the one thing that's going to make you happy, but also make you some money, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and for everybody out there listening, you know, we did talk a, uh, quite a bit. You know, we had some good conversation about real estate. If you want to learn more about that, hit us up at uh, becomeaninvestor.com or if you want some more info on how to become a real estate investor, info at becomeaninvestor.com. Right on. All right, Danny, have a good night. Campos. Good night. Good night, good night. Good night everybody. Campos Jr. over there. <laughs> yes. Mr. Bruce. Yes. Mr. Bruce. <laughs>